Before we start the podcast today, I need to explain something. Our interview is with the musical artist Kavehi. Now, Kavehi has a unique method of funding all of her albums. She does it through Kickstarter. In a quid pro quo exchange with her fans, those who donate to fund the EP get a valuable gift. Through surveys and voting, the fans get huge input into the album itself. They get to pick the sounds, they get to suggest song topics, titles, cover art. I say all of this to explain why this episode of our podcast will sound a little different. In the style of Kavehi, I handed some artistic input to artistic licensed fans. They chose intro and outro music, the scoring, and even how I'll speak in the interview introduction. That said, without further ado, here is the episode on Kavehi, created by you guys. Oh, you didn't think we can do it again? Twister. I'm Rachel Woodall, and that intro song was the first fan request. Here's the second. An introduction to our guest, done in the style of a very popular TV show theme song. Here goes nothing. Should I sing this or just say it? Sing it. Me, me, me. Here's the story of the young Kavehi, talented Hawaiian-born one-woman band. She's got a new EP out called Interactive. It was designed by fans. (laughs) Right now she is touring the country, wowing crowds with music she recorded home with beatboxing synths guitar. Even vocals, she loops them all alone. Okay, I will not torture you all by finishing that song. Without further ado, I give you Kavehi. Wish that I could calm my brain. I wish I didn't feel insane. I wish that I could write a pop song without sounding a bit hashtag stupid. Yo, I wish that I could like my face. Hi, I've taken a long, long long road it feels like I, I basically you know I started off doing this kind of yeah you know the normal kick singer songwriter the guitar kind of thing and um I did that for a while and you know I moved back to LA and got together a band and tried the band thing for a while and you know it's, it's kind of hard to get I always joke, but I, they were all friends at the time, but, you know, I called them knuckleheads. It's, tried, it's hard to get a bunch of knuckleheads together into a room to, like, rehearse. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, every week just kind of have the same mind. And so that just kind of eventually I, I started doing the singer-songwriter thing again, and I just felt like I wasn't getting any better. It was just kind of plateauing, and I, I didn't really feel like I was improving. And, I saw someone loop before, and he just kind of just really lit a fire. It was I've never seen anyone do it before, and I thought it would be a really great way to just learn and you know learn how to become a better musician and a better writer and everything. And I think it's definitely you know it's never 
it can always get better. I always feel like I, I can always get better, but um, I'm I'm pretty happy with where it's going so far. <laughs> what were your initial inspirations that turned into your current sound and style? I always knew music was it for me. It was I never had a plan B. You know, I even even my parents, you know, they knew at one point I thought, oh hey, I'm gonna go to you know after high school, I'm gonna go to college and maybe get a degree in, I don't know, something normal, and even my parents are like, why? You're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, why would you do that? I know that's kind of unconventional for parents, and Asian parents especially, but they just knew, everybody knew, I knew that music was kind of it for me, so they're just like, why don't you just go do it? And that's, that's what I did. scary shit so I'd like a time Did I read that you're married to a musician too? Yes. His name's Paul and we both, it's a two person machine really. I mean, we both do everything from, he does all the video, you know, the videography, every single video that you see online is is pretty much done by him. Um, You know, everything from like editing to shooting the videos, coming up with concepts, he does all that and music production and helps play on the records if I don't play the instrument well. And I do the writing, singing, you know, everything from like stuffing CDs to like making videos. We pretty much do everything ourselves. Do you have any advice on creating with a loved one? Well, we're both still alive. So that's a good thing. We, we yes. must be doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, I think even though we definitely want to punch each other in the face at times, it can get really tense, but, you know, the bottom line is there's just a huge respect both ways. You know, I'm a huge fan of his, and he's a huge fan of mine, and I think that, you know, if you don't have that kind of foundation, then it probably won't work. (laughs) Your latest EP is called Interactive, and it was funded completely by fans. Tell me a little bit about working with Kickstarter. I think, you know, Kickstarter has really just changed everything for me. I think it's changed everything for a lot of people, I think. You know, before music was very traditional, you move to a big city, you get signed by a label, and, you know, you hope that you're the one in the million that actually has a hit record that, you Mm -hmm. know, anything that's successful. Now, with Kickstarter, you don't have to do have that you know if you want to just kind of have a career where you make a living you pay the bills but you're doing it you know doing something you love I mean they they kind of have helped you with the you know providing a platform for that and I think without Kickstarter I definitely I've, I've done the label route and hated it every single moment of it and knew that I would never ever want to sign again and, you know, Kickstarter just has provided me a way to be able to make records and do it with people that are stoked about my music, which is even more awesome. Cover me in diamonds, cover me in gold, 
Why is it important for you to give your fans a voice in regards to your art? Well, especially with, you know, the way I, the way I'm able to, to do music for a living, you know, through crowdfunding, I wouldn't be here without them. I mean, I literally, it's not one of those, oh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be here without you, grin. No, it's it's for real. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this if they weren't there listening to the music, liking the music, and showing up to shows. So in my mind, I thought, you know, why not just ask them, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, what would you, what do you want to listen to? Cause you're going to have to, you're like providing, you're funding it. You're giving like $10, $1,000, whatever it is to, you know, to fund this project. Like, what would you want it to sound like? And it, it turned out to be a really just eye-opening experience. You know, I have such a huge range of age in my fan base, you know, they from like 20s mm-hmm. to like 60s and, it's all, you know, even though the range is different and they're from all different places in the world, I found that we were all kind of like-minded, you know, just had the same kind of values and and just the same kind of, like, hopes and dreams. And I think that that kind of made it easier to write together. But it was hard. It was definitely really hard to keep everything organized and everyone together. Was there a particular song that you found most challenging with all the input coming in? Not really, no. I think um, I a lot of the ideas I were super stoked about and even more ideas I would have probably never come up with on my own. Um, mm-hmm. So it really kind of made the process easier for me. And everyone was just so excited to be a part of it. And, you know, they're just like, Go do your thing, you know. We we put our in our input. Now you go do your thing and make the music. So it was it was a pretty it was a pretty fun experience. How long did it take you to record? The recording part took a little bit because I I did go out on tour and so I did like over a hundred gigs last year and I I did two EPs. By the second one, I just really had no time and it took me a while (laughs) generally it takes me it takes me like only I don't know maybe like a couple months to write and record and I'm like into the next Kickstarter project but I think now that I have more things to do like actually going out on tours that matter before you know I was just doing it for fun and maybe like six Mm -hmm. people showed up at your show and everyone was drunk and watching a football game, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, oh, my God, hundreds of people, like, at your show watching you, you know, there, they bought the tickets to you. I mean, that's a whole new experience for me, and that just kind of happened all at the same time. So I think yeah. that was a good learning curve, you know, for me, just knowing how to manage my time and, you know, Yeah. <laughs> touring right now uh tell me what your live shows are like it's always different and i i the thing that i really enjoy that people tell me afterwards is you know they're like i, I i've never seen anything like it which 
is a compliment because I, you know, I, I want to be different. Um, and I want them to have a really good time. You know, that's, that's my main goal is I want to leave and finish the show knowing that they had as much fun as I had. And I think, you know, just having that kind of positive outlook, you know, just, it just spreads and it's a, you know, it turns out to be a really great experience for everybody. And yeah, I really enjoy them. What is your advice for people who want to get their music out there, but don't necessarily want to go the label route? Well, I, I think, you know, number one thing is, I mean, for sure I'm still learning, but the thing that Mm -hmm. I would say is just be okay with feeling you know, uncomfortable and taking a leap and taking chances and it's not going to be easy. You know, I think that's the hardest part is just being okay with saying, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. I know I'm going to put a thousand percent into it and it feels uncomfortable, but hopefully it comes out in the end. And I think that's always, that's always something that works. Special thanks to Kavehi. You can find her EP interactive on platforms like iTunes and Spotify. For more, just search Kavehi. That's K-A-W-E-H-I. Thanks as always to WGN Radio, Hard Time Studios, and my partner, Tim Mapuli. Also thank you to all of the fans who helped in constructing the intro and conclusion of this show. That said, this is the song that was selected to end the podcast. Until next time, I'm Rachel Woodall. Thanks for listening to Artistic License. I've been watching you.